Hello everyone, welcome to episode 17 of Hidden Wings and Bloodlust. So, I'm really sorry for the delay in putting out the episode. Um, the world has changed quite a bit since I did the last episode and recorded that interview with Mac and Murphy, which I really hope that everyone enjoyed. So, today I'm going to talk a bit and give some suggestions as to how you can stay connected to nature during this crisis which we all find ourselves in. I'll be talking about different habitats you can find in your garden and indoors and which species you are likely to find. So, depending on a lot of things, such as which country you're in and whether you've got access to a garden or any outside space, you might or might not have access to the outdoors. And some countries at the moment the UK being one of them, might have rules about when you can go outside your house, under what circumstances, and what time of the day, or you might not be allowed to at all. And if you're self-isolating with COVID-19 or in a vulnerable group, you might not want to or you might not be allowed to go outside the home at all, depending on the rules of the country that you're in. And some countries are not in a lockdown, like, for example, Sweden. And if that is the case, I would ask that you have fun, that you stay safe and that you follow the guidelines set by your country's health agency or the WHO to prevent the spread of COVID-19. And above all, please do not put others at risk or put yourself at risk. So with that in mind, let's get started. What I'm going to talk about here will be the ladybirds found in the UK, Ireland especially, but also in other parts of Europe. And I can do a future episode on American and other European species. If that's something you're interested in, please let me know. Or any other countries, for example, Iran, Australia, I know we've got listeners from all around the world. So being outside, even if it's just a few minutes a day, or if you're just standing on a balcony or at your door, or even if you just put your head out the window and breathe the fresh air, it's got many, many health benefits. One of them is the fact that you can get vitamin D from being out in the sun. Another benefit is that it helps with mental health to be out in nature and looking at natural scenes, trees, grass, all the rest of it. So if you can get out, this can be hugely helpful. Again, don't put yourself at risk or, or anyone else, please. But if you can't, don't worry, because I'm going to suggest some ways in which you can stay connected to the world of insects and nature while you stay at home. Firstly, what I'm going to do, I'm going to describe some very common habitats you can get in and around your home and the ladybirds that you might get living in these habitats. So first up is the house itself. Now, a lot of times, especially in recent years, there's been stories about ladybirds coming into homes to hibernate, especially in winter when the weather's cold. And in the UK, this is usually two different species, the two-spot and the harlequin. But in recent years, there has been a catastrophic decline in the numbers of the two-spot, mainly because the harlequin occupies the same ecological niche pretty much, has a much bigger appetite, and is also what is known as an intraguild predator which means it ends up eating the two spots, eggs and larvae. 
You might have also seen headlines about harlequin ladybirds having STDs. You, you cannot get an STD or any other disease from a ladybird. So don't worry about that, please. You will sometimes get them on your window frames or on walls around your house, either inside or, or outside. And they can gather there in quite a number, especially during the winter. You might also, I know at least one person who's had 11 spot ladybirds coming into the house, especially if you live in a coastal area. And these have got 11 spots. And the famous logo of ladybird books was actually an 11 spot ladybird, if you count the spots on that ladybird. At some point, I'm going to do a a multi-part episode on the two spot. But the two spot comes in two main forms, a red form with two spots and a black form with four to six spots. The Harlequin comes in many different forms. And again, that one will also be a multi-part episode. So next up, if you've got a herb garden or a vegetable garden or you've just got some herbs and shrubs and things like that, you might see a variety of ladybirds in this area. We get a variety. There is a lot of seven spots on our sage plants, as well as other shrubs in and around the garden. And if your garden is a bit messy and has some weeds, then don't worry. That can also be a really good habitat. If you've got any plants that have a lot of white mildew on them, like umbilifers especially, you can often find 22 spots in that area, especially if they are low to the ground. And the other interesting ladybird I found on the herbs, especially the sage plant, is called skimless interruptus and that is very 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 tiny it's only about one or two millimeters long but it's black and hairy and it has two red spots one on each side you can also sometimes find 14 spots that's this really really cool looking ladybird it's yellow or cream and black and it's got rectangular spots and i always think it looks a bit like a football I'm a bit of a football fan, um, but I always think it looks like a football. Other people have said it looks like an emoji or a clown face. It lives in small shrubs and bushes. They seem to like a lot of different habitats. I released last year, I found a 14-spot pupa, and I raised it. And when it had hatched out into a ladybird, I released it into my garden. And a few days later, I found the same ladybird crawling up a wall. They like vegetables they like other herbs and they'll eat the aphids on there as well as sometimes the base of trees if you've got any roses or any climbing shrubs you can find two spots ten spots seven spots and of course harlequins and another thing i really want to comment on about roses is that sometimes i look out the window and i see blue tits especially but sometimes other birds but mostly blue tits on rose bushes that is because aphids like to live on roses and blue tits also eat aphids so these birds really like them the same reason that ladybirds do isn't that interesting the 10 spot is a really really interesting and sweet little ladybird the main form is a black with 10 peach colored spots or red or orange with 10 or 12 black spots or sometimes it can be black with a red stripe on each side where its shoulders are, like a red horizontal stripe. They're a lot rarer than they were, but they're still relatively common and you can find them in a variety of habitats. 
So if you've got any trees in your garden, the ladybirds will like these. In my garden, we've got pine ladybirds on the fruit trees. You can also sometimes find cream spot ladybirds on the fruit trees and especially hawthorn. I've seen these in the local park and when I was a kid, I used to find them all the time. Cream spots are really, really amazing and they're, they're brown with 14 white spots. If you didn't know that you can get a brown with white spot spotted ladybird, you, you do now. And they've got a row, a very neat little row of six white spots along the middle of the ladybird. If you've got any ash or sycamore trees in or nearby your garden, you might also find an orange ladybird, although they are more of a woodland species. They basically look like a lot like a cream spot, except they're kind of see-through. They've got a kind of really cool head shield type thing at the at the top. And rather than being brown, their bodies are sort of an orangey yellow yellow colour with uh, white spots again. They eat mildew rather than aphids. In my garden, I've also got a magnolia tree, which is quite similar to a ash tree, but I found Rhizobius forestieri, which is a black hairy ladybird related to Rhizobius atura, which was mentioned in a previous episode. On ash trees, if you've got any of those, you can also find kidney spot ladybirds. If you've got any conifers, fir trees or, or holly or anything like that, you can potentially find the Cream Street Ladybird or the Eyed Ladybird. The Eyed Ladybird is the biggest ladybird in the UK. It's about 8mm to 1cm long. And the reason it's called the Eyed Ladybird is because it's got ringed spots that look like eyes. It's a burgundy colour and I myself have never seen one, but I really, really love to. Really love to. It's on my list. And... If you've got any sort of messy or untidy areas of the garden, you can always have a look around in your shore to find something very cool. Um, for example, ladybirds love nettles and you're sure to get them there. It's also possible if you've got some really long patches of grass, you could find 16 spots or 24 spots in it. And if you've got any sort of dry or sandy areas in your garden, you can also get the uh, Adonis ladybird. and that has actually been described as the sports car of the ladybird world due to its very, very fast speed, very streamlined and very sleek appearance. And um, it I've seen pictures of it, it definitely does look like a sports car or remind you of one. It's also possible you can find a 11 spot ladybird too, depending on what the soil's like and depending if it's if it's dry and so on. If you've got a pond, then you can also look at the reeds in the pond because it is possible that water ladybirds can live in the reeds. These are the only type of ladybird in the UK that can swim and they change colour from summer to winter. In winter, they're a beige colour to help them hibernate without being seen and in the summer, they become bright pink. Of course, ladybirds don't always read the books on where they're supposed to be found and it is possible that you can find any of the above somewhere totally different to what I've said, as well as somewhere completely unexpected. You could also find a real surprise, such as the Bryony Ladybird or the Stripe Ladybird, and both of these will be discussed in future episodes. Again, also don't forget about inconspicuous species either. And if you live in another country, if you don't live in the UK, then some of what I've said here might apply, some of it might not. You're bound to have different species, just keep a lookout. So what happens if you don't 
have access to the outdoors or anywhere you might find ladybirds. Well, the Field Studies Council are putting on a number of online events to help people stay in touch with what's going on in the natural world. There are great people to follow on Twitter, such as Helen Roy, Richard Comont, Ashley Whiffin, and others who regularly post pictures and scientific updates. Of course, you can also follow my friends at the UK Wildlife Podcast, the Varmints Podcast, Critticast, the Casual Birder Podcast, and many others. There's also a Ladybirds of UK Facebook group, which you can join if you want to see pictures of ladybirds and also post your own. Many wildlife groups and nature reserves are now putting events and talks online so that everyone can take part. So at the moment, it's really important to stay in touch. So I wanted to thank everyone for continuing to support and listen to the show. I'll be back soon with another episode. In the meantime, if you like this episode, please like my Facebook page, Hidden Wings and Bloodlust. Follow me on Twitter at HWAB Podcast and on Instagram at 365.ladybird. If you like this show and want to support me, you can always subscribe to my Patreon at www.patreon.com slash hiddenwingsandbloodlust. Thank you so much for listening and goodbye for now. Never alone, I have to meditate. Really.